In the meantime, we are joined right now by the pro football doc. He is a board-certified orthopedic surgeon. He spent 17 seasons as the head physician for the Chargers. He has also worked for the Bulls, the Timberwolves, and the Suns. You can find his analysis and more at Sports Injury Central and their website. We are joined right now by Dr. David Chow. He joins us via Zoom. Doc, it's good to have you back in the jungle. What's going on, Doc? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on, Jim. How's life? Life is great. It's always good to have you on. So let's get caught up. Why don't we start first off with Trevor Lawrence. He becomes the latest big-name quarterback to go down. The Jags are calling it a high ankle sprain. He was seen yesterday without a walking boot. What do you think his prognosis is, and then when do you expect him to play again? Well, in-game by video, it looked bad, right? But we don't judge the reaction. But when you analyze the video, like I've done for 17 years in the NFL, we didn't expect there to be a break. We did not expect there to be injured reserve time, no surgery, and expect a quick return. Within minutes, we said the possibility for next week is alive. And we're still saying the possibility is alive. Stepped on the right foot, turned his right ankle. We actually don't believe it's a high ankle sprain, which would speak to why no boot and the whole deal. And I think it's still possible for him to play this Sunday versus the Browns. Not a guarantee, but obviously it bodes pretty well for week 15. But week 14, questionable, but the chance to play still alive. All right, so if it's not a high ankle sprain, what do you think it is? And then if it's not a high ankle sprain, why do you think the team would say that it is? Well, look, I'm not calling Doug Peterson a liar. He's not a medical person, and we deal with coach speak all the time. We do injury analysis versus reporting. And there are different types of standard low inversion ankle sprains. And the kind that Trevor Lawrence has probably involves what we call the ATF, anterior Taylor fibular ligament. So it's a little higher version of a basketball sprain. Maybe there's just some confusion in nomenclature. Maybe there's a little bit of gamesmanship. But as you pointed out, Jim, for the press conference yesterday, there was no boot, and he walked in and out without a boot. So that's clearly, pun intended, a step in the right direction. We're joined right now, pun taken. We're joined right now by the pro football doc. Doc, one more thing, one more angle about this. One of my listeners made the point that we have not seen a dude that jacked up trying to get down the tunnel since that little kid gave Mean Joe Green his bottle of Coke back in the day. (laughs) Why do you think that Lawrence did not take a cart? And should one of the medical people or trainers on hand have insisted on it? Well, when when it happened and there was some criticism – I said, look, you don't know what happened there. First of all, he many athletes waved the card off, and we found that to be true, number one. Number two, based on exam, if I, by video, can tell there's no fracture, if I'm there on the field and the Jacksonville Jaguars have a good team doctor there, no, there's no fracture. There's no harm there. Ankle sprains are often walked off the field. Look, I had a story once of an NFL player who, on the field, I said, I think you have a tibial plateau fracture. He insisted on walking off the field. And I said, okay, we'll have you on our shoulders. And a year later, he thanked me because he said, I didn't ever want to get carted off, and that ended up being my last play in the NFL. So thank you for not carting me off. So there's much more to play into it. I get the optics of the look of up the tunnel, but the Jacksonville Jaguars medical staff didn't do anything wrong. It's called being human and dealing with the emotions of the injury. And Trevor Lawrence, you know, he wasn't making the ankle worse, letting him do what he wanted to do. He is the pro football doc, breaking it down for us. All right, doc, so another big story yesterday involved not a player but a coach, Mike McCarthy requiring surgery for acute appendicitis. What is the recovery like for that? 
And barring complications, is there any reason why he shouldn't be on the sideline for this weekend showdown with Philadelphia? I've never examined Mike McCarthy, but I guarantee you he'll be on the sideline for the game against the Eagles. As a matter of fact, I'd be surprised if he doesn't show up to practice later this week to do something. Why do I say that? Look, I'm an orthopedic surgeon, but as a team physician, and I don't want to be an old guy telling stories, but look, this is not the first time. Coach Norv Turner for the San Diego Chargers in 2009. No one knew about this at the time. I've asked Coach Turner. He's allowed me to tell the story. He had emergency appendectomy surgery on Friday before the Ravens game in 2009 and coached on Sunday, and nobody even knew about it. No need because if the coach misses Friday night, Saturday, walkthrough, no one even knows about it. The Cowboys had to announce it because Mike McCarthy would be missing you know, the practice time and media time, et cetera. That's why they had to announce it. But there is precedent for this, and no – uh, Coach Turner wasn't on narcotics and made it through the game. It was a hot game. You know, he's coaches. Coaches are tough, and I don't see Mike McCarthy coming close to missing this game based on past experiences. Hey, Doc, better to be an old guy telling stories than just an old guy. Stories rule. I think that's great. We're joined by the pro football. Doc. And I'll tell you a funny anecdote. Yes. And I'll tell you a funny anecdote about Coach Turner. We had a great relationship, and we joked around some. And four weeks later, we had lost three of the last four games. And he weighs me over in the training room. He goes, come over here. I'm mad at you. And I said, mad at me? For what? And I kind of had a laugh smirk on my face, figuring he was joking. He goes, no, I'm serious. He sits me down and goes, if you would have missed my diagnosis and let my appendix burst, we still would have lost three of the next four games, but everyone would be hailing me as the missing piece of the Messiah. Instead, I'm a horse's you-know-what. Well, we went on to be 13-3 and three that year, and that was the only three losses. So it all worked out that in the did. end. That is funny. We are talking to the pro football doc. I like that. Hey, let me ask you something that's not amusing. Panthers tight end Hayden Hurst's father says that his son was diagnosed with post-traumatic amnesia. What is that exactly? Yeah, I appreciate your bringing that up. And, you know, I, I don't want to mess around with uh, anything related to mental health or head injury, et cetera. Very serious thing. Uh, I, look, I don't know Hayden Hurst, but I've been on his podcast the last couple of years. He literally has a mental health podcast in the offseason because of mental health awareness. People probably know his story from college and how he ended up getting into the NFL. Post-traumatic amnesia. It's symptoms after a concussion, the trauma, where you're forgetful. And I'm not making light of the situation, not making fun of it, and not making an exact comparison. But for your audience, it's kind of like 50 First Dates, the movie, with Adam Sandler and Drew Barrymore, if you if you remember that, where he keeps going on first dates with her because she forgets that there was a first date and doesn't remember. So you don't remember things going forward, which is very scary uh, the hit itself, you can never judge concussions by a hit, didn't look that bad. A month of symptoms is significant. We can all hope he gets better and returns this year, but there are bigger priorities in life. The only good piece of this news is that this apparently is his first documented concussion, but obviously there's some lingering lasting symptoms. And, you know, uh, for a guy who's very concerned about mental health, and done a lot to help people. We hope him the best. Put football doc joining us. Hey, Doc, really quickly, you don't pick games per se, but you do do injury analysis. When you look at that matchup tonight, who is the healthier of the two teams? 
And do you have a lean on anything, a prop bed or the game itself based on health? You know, thanks for asking, Rome. Look, I'm not a tout. I don't pick games and stuff. We just do scores and injuries and look at where advantages are. There are some definite advantages tonight. For example, maybe looking at uh, Hunter Henry because potentially three key linebackers out for the Pittsburgh Steelers. So yeah, an under is a popular, you know, number, popular position to take, but the number keeps dropping. Look, we'll do this for your Rome listeners. You know, our guy Craig always wants to do something nice for you, Jim, and the Rome listeners. If you go to SICscore.com and sign up for sick picks, put in promo code Rome. You'll get all the picks tonight and for this weekend completely free. And our best, best picks have been 5-0-1. We've been over 60% on the season with these picks. Look, Follow them if you like, or double your unit if that's, it matches what you're thinking, or do half a unit if it doesn't. Use it as a resource, but you can have all the picks, all you listeners for free, promo code Rome. Hey, that's pretty big a Dator to finally pick me up. Craig Dator, we're talking about your guy, my guy. Hey, listen, I, w- I want to be clear about the website too, Doc. It's free. Almost the entire website is free, except there are premium parts of it that you would pay money. Hit that one more time, because I want the clones to understand this. These things, at 60%. You're not going to do better anywhere, really, than 60%. And if these picks are free, where do they go to get them? If they use the promo code ROME. Go go to SICscore.com. Go to the pick section, promo code ROME. We've got a hot one tonight for the Thursday game. And uh, and those hot ones in the last two weeks have been five zero and one, and it's absolutely free. Check it out. Uh, you know we appreciate you, uh, Jim. So uh, want to make sure all your listeners are are hooked up here. The record's been good, and it's based off of injury advantages, and and not just everyone knows about the starting quarterback, right? But do you really know about the Pittsburgh Steelers linebackers? I mean, that's kind of what we work off of and who might play and who might not play and advantages. For example, one of our guaranteed picks this last Monday was Jamar Chase over. What was he? 12 catches, 130 yards, like more than two and a half times his yardage in that Jake Browning game. So in other words, it's another tool. Doc, really quickly, before you go, when you consider all the marquee quarterbacks that are going down, the league is on pace to have a record. 73 quarterbacks start a game this season. That would be a record. Given all the rules that are in place to protect quarterbacks, why are they still still going down at a record pace? Well, number one is it's the not contact sport of football, but collision sport of football. Number two, how quarterbacks are getting hurt by and large it's out of the pocket. All the protections are in the pocket. And I'm not saying they're pure running quarterbacks. There are a lot of running quarterbacks, but there are a lot of quarterbacks that are mobile and extend plays. Even Trevor Lawrence, he was trying to move out of the pocket and extend plays. Even the first injury of the season when I was on before Aaron Rodgers and Achilles, he was trying to escape the sack of Leonard Floyd and he tore his Achilles trying to extend plays. Uh, Lamar Jackson, the last two seasons, his ankle and his PCL has been rolling out of the pocket, et cetera. Not just as a pure runner, but extending plays. That's what makes great quarterbacks great and that extra thing. Look, C.J. Stroud is making a name for himself by extending plays. He hasn't been hurt, which is good so far, but it puts you in more danger. If you go back to, once again, telling stories, my guy, Philip Rivers, had the longest starting streak forever as a quarterback because guess what? He didn't leave the pocket. He got rid of the football style of play comes into it a little bit and perhaps offensive line differences in terms of how the college game and the pro game is different in terms of protection and offensive line depth. 
probably contributes to that as well. He is on it. The pro football doc. Doc, great job. Really appreciate it. Thanks so much. Have a great weekend. Nice job. Dr. David Chow, board-certified orthopedic surgeon, longtime physician for the Chargers, joining us with a lot of good information right there. Take that. Use that. Take the free picks. 5-0-1.